What's up, everybody? We're back again. A little too soon, probably, than what you're used to. But, yeah, it's Friday night. It's 4 Fit Podcast. It's episode 56. I'm Matt. We've got John Matters, Big John Stud. We've got the J-Lo. We've got the Roberts. And, you know, Burns did what they were supposed to do last night. They got to win. National television, Thursday night football. But I think what we all want to know is, are we happy with the win? Are we happy with the way that the, that they got the win? Um, I myself am not so happy with the way the win, you know, came about. I think, uh, I think this was the battle of the bad of the NFC least. Um, and, you know, the Eagles found a way to edge edge and went out against the Giants 22-21. Um but I myself like maybe others on this podcast just not satisfied with the way that it got done. I mean, you know, if you can't put together four quarters of solid football against one of the worst teams in the league, um you've got you got problems, man. And you know, a win's a win. You play to win the game like we discussed on the last podcast, but the way this win came together, um, now granted, Carson, you know, Carson Wentz showed, showed some fight, showed some leadership at the end of the, at the end of the game to get it done. He put a beautiful ball in front of Boston Scott, Boston Scott, five foot, nothing looked like a, a six foot six Alshon Jeffrey out there. But, you know, at the end of the day, you walk away from that game saying, you know, we might we might have the NFC least um, in control and we might, you know, walk away with this division with five wins or whatever the hell we're going to end up with. But what does it really matter when playoff time comes? Um, I think uh, I think there's still a long road ahead. It was nice to see Deshaun Jackson return for, you know, the eight minutes that he actually played in the game. But um, I don't know, guys. Like, I'm happy we won, but the way the way we got it done, it's it was it was messy, it was ugly, it was sloppy, it was bad um, football. And um, I don't know. My my position on this team still still stands. Uh. I think I think we're a bad football team that has a lot of work to get to be to, to do, um, and come playoff time, we're in trouble. Yes. And I'm glad I'm glad John's you know. Happy, I, I'm happy for you, John. I'm happy for you. You know, I'm glad someone. Giants aren't as bad of a team as people think. I mean, they're they're not a good team, but Daniel Jones is an average quarterback to above average quarterback. Um, 
You know, the insufficiency. He's not a good, run- not a good runner. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, if, if Pelligan hits that field goal, I mean, that's not Carson or Doug's fault. Um, you know, I mean, Doug, I think the biggest takeaway is Doug's off his game because the play calling is flat. After, like they said about on the post game, after the scripted plays every week where they practice and run them confidently and then Doug just has to call a game, he's just in, in the abyss right now. You know, he's calling pad plays when he should be running. You know, everything's telegraphed. Carson, you know, trying to, you know, make a play on every play because I think the lack of confidence in, in the scheme right now. I, and much as I love Doug, I just, I, I, it makes me nuts even having to say the words Marty Morningwig in this fucking team. I mean, hey, Ayo. I mean, you know, that says it all. Insert here. It's, uh, but, I mean, that was an impressive win. Seems like Carson, when the game's on the line, just gets that juices flowing, and he steps it up. So, bring it Rager back. Um, you know, hopefully he can mature quicker and jump into that D-Jax role now. You know, there's no time to be groomed. It's, we need you now, bud. And let Fulgham go to the other, you know. I mean, and then we get Goddard. Goddard's going to be a huge piece back. So, I Is mean, Fulgham for real? Like, have we I seen like, enough I mean, of this look, guy? Look, look, I don't think you got to worry about reading the articles with guys like him or this. Just watch him play football, man. Sometimes guys just pass the eye test. And he's big and strong and makes plays. Like, that's enough. Like, just do, keep doing it every week. And yeah, after a I year, like to think two, that he's for real. Back. Especially I mean, when we got guys that are that can't stay healthy, can't get on the field, can't stay on the field. You know, we need guys like, you know, let's clone another Fogel, you know? I always fault, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, who, who got uh, Travis? So, Bill, you, just remind so me, I forgot who it was. Probably Doug was involved somehow. So, oh, okay. Bill, overall, overall, you're impressed with the win last night? No, I mean, I, I mean, yes, I was impressed with the win because – when it comes down to it, any division game, it's it should be a win. Should they have won by at least 10, you know, 14 points? Yeah, I think the second and third quarter. I think Carson gets a little complacent sometimes is one of his issues. Um, I think that uh, defense, you know, you know, letting up an 80-yard run out RPO with Daniel Jones is really inexcusable. So I think it's like stuff like that that made this game a game. So I'm not impressed with it. I'm impressed that they didn't give up and just say, shit, we lost this one too. But it is a long season, and we're pretty injured on the offensive side. If we can start, and we're still scoring points. So if we get some of these guys back, I think we're going to start scoring a lot of points. So just if this defense can do anything, um, you know, any given Sunday, I mean, you know, nobody had us beating the 49ers and, you know, now all of a sudden people think that Niners can win the, can, can win the NFC West. And, you know, all, you know, they have a top five defense. Well, they had that same defense when we went in there and smacked up on them. So it's yeah, any given Sunday, I'm, 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 I'm ready to ride this train. Dougie P, you know, you got me. Carson, you're my guy. Carson. Wow. Well, if if I can chime in here at this point, I think that um, I think this team showed us a lot yesterday. I think they really did. I think people people look at the game and they go, "Oh man, it was terrible," and it was ugly. There was there was definitely ugliness for for a bunch of quarters. 
Um, but again, when you when you step back and you go, man, they were down two scores with six minutes remaining. Um, kind of kind of amazing. Kind of amazing. Got to the point where I was like, man, should I just turn this off? And uh, of course, I couldn't. But you know, you kind of you, you kind of got to tip your hat to Doug for for as much as the shit that we're giving him or some people are giving him. Um, his guys don't, his guys don't just bow down and, and give up. They don't, they don't, um, do they bend a little bit? Do they break sometimes? Absolutely. But they don't, they don't give up when the, when the going gets tough. Um, Carson Wentz, I'll, I'll hand it to him. The last two drives, um, made plays. He made accurate throws that I wish he would have made, you know, more in the, in the first, second, third quarters of the game. But Again, when 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 you when you look at that last third of Boston Scott stepped up in the pocket, didn't get scared, you know, wasn't jittery. Stepped up one step and just and just flung it. You know, it's like he wasn't even thinking; he just let it rip. And it was it was a pinpoint throw. It, it, the only place it could have been um, for for Boston to get it, and 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 it, had, it got a hand it to him. Um, I, I, I you know I do think there were some questionable play calls by Doug. Um, I, I still, to this day, I, I know that they won and it wasn't such a big thing for the, the media to talk about, but that, that challenge would have been important. That would have been a fourth down. Um, it would have been interesting to see if they would have kicked the field goal there or they would have punched You're it. Very, very true. Very true. Um, and he, and he, was, he was throwing it, but he, he waited till the very last minute and they were like, you know, sorry, pal. Um, so, again, it, it goes back to those things I said earlier uh, a couple episodes ago about, you know, timeouts, clock management challenges, you know, it, is there a guy that's looking at that stuff? Let, let me, or, you know, some guy off the street, watch the game, the, the actual TV broadcast and hit a buzzer or something. I don't know. I know it's not that easy, but man, they, they got a lot of guys that are like Jesse said, they're getting, they're getting paid a lot of money to, to, to do that. And, and that, that was kind of questionable there. Cause that could have really, you know, that was a game changer. No, I think they would have taken three there on fourth down because that would have put them up a touchdown. And I don't think that Joe Judge guys, I mean, you never know. But no. that O-line sucks. That running game wasn't really doing shit. Huh. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe he would have tried to go for it. But I think more so, I mean, it doesn't matter at this point. But I think they would have gone for three, in my opinion. How about um, Joe, Joe Judge being a special teams guy? He sends his punting unit out there. <laughs> the one one gunner on the, on the left hand side is wide open, wide open, and and he doesn't let his punter just snap it and heave it for first. But you know, that was kind of a that was kind of like a thank thank goodness that didn't happen. Uh, nah, the, Evan, the Evan Ingram job really, I mean, that should be a catch game over. Good night. I mean, that was the Evan Ingram job. You know, that was a, you know that's like a basically that basically was a turnover. By the Giants. But, but, Bill, John's right. That fucking punt coverage, like, if Joe Judge pulls his head out of his ass there. Yeah, he's a special teams guy. You got to you gotta have a call. Like, something like that. Like, like, like it's always be a signal. Like, if you see something that you can get the first down, signal yeah. with your head or something and then do it. Just fucking do it. He was pointing. He was pointing. Yeah, he was I like, I throw it to this guy? <laughs> and not just, John, here's the other thing. Nobody on the Eagles did anything. Nobody yeah, on the line did there. it. <laughs> How about just some guy go over there and just put his ass somewhere? If they fucking scored on that, I would have turned the game off. I would have turned the fucking game <laughs> off there. 
And uh, and like, let's be real. That special teams unit, when we actually had a good coach on it, and we haven't had a good coach since he left, like you could count at least three or four or five games a year that 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 the return team was going to pop a big return and give the the offense a short field. We're averaging we're averaging like five to ten yards a return with with Dave Fipp and his and his yeah. brilliant yeah. special teams. But Fipp has been good for a while. I mean, it, yeah, but it's this is this has been a problem since the Super Bowl. It's been a problem. So this is three years now. We haven't had the the special teams hasn't been able to to create any sort of running lanes for a return. And three years is way too long to have that sort of problem be a continuous problem that's not addressed, not fixed, not corrected. I, I also I would argue with you, Jesse, the fact that we really haven't had a returner since DJ came back. That, like we that, haven't had it. We have like Chip Kelly era, like okay, it was Sproles maybe so you could argue like okay, Sproles maybe a couple years ago. But like I mean, he was dynamic. He was a dynamic returner, no doubt about it. He was the guy back there on punts. Like, we, we don't have that guy. Like, we have Rager, which, I mean, it's too early to see what he's going to do in returns. But what do we have back there now? Greg Ward. I mean, they put D-Jack out there, you know, to try to get some yards on that, on that last punt that he got hurt on, which we got to touch on that too, by the way. But, I mean. There's nothing to touch he, on. He doesn't have a. Cooked. He doesn't. Well, hold on. He doesn't have a re- he didn't have a returner. We haven't had a returner for a while. So yeah, I don't but really- that's okay. So you can't blame that on the coach so much. But you sure as shit can blame it on somebody. Who do you want to blame it on? I would say I don't know the guy who's in charge of, you know, assembling the roster. I mean, that, that's just a stab in the dark. Maybe. Maybe instead of keeping guys like Alshon Jeffrey, who can't play for seven weeks on the roster, because that's what he did. But you can't just keep it. You got the generally a return guy is an offensive, is usually an offensive weapon. Yes. You're not just going to keep a guy on the team that just kick returns punts. But that's fine. But flip side is most teams have a returner and a return game that, hey, there's a shot they're going to be able to pop a big, pop a big return. Well, I think that's I think that's why Rager's here. I think he is. I think he's going to be the returner. They hope, but he's hurt. I think he. I think. I mean, he only. I remember the, was the first two games. One of the first two games, he muffed a punt. It was a little like shaky. Um, but I, I think that I think they have their guy. I think that's who Rager is. To be honest with you, I think that's who he is. I, you know, Boston Scott isn't isn't Sproles, so I don't think he's going to be back there doing it. I know he does it on uh, kickoffs. Um, but you know, generally in the NFL now, you never get a, a kickoff that's you know ready to return. So unless unless you have Jake Elliott who can't kick the ball out of the end zone, well, that's a whole nother bag of worms. Didn't Corey Clement take one to the house years ago? Maybe he's Maybe. back there. So I think him and Boston Scott are back there for kickoffs. I can look, but Bill, yes, if he was. If it was that was the Super Bowl year, which was what I was saying, yep. after that, it it it's been a joke. Jesse, where do you weigh in on the on the performance last night? 
So I mean, do you, do, I mean do, you, do you think this is another statement game by Car- so, Carson Wentz or? Well, let me. Can I talk? You've been talking for a while, but you've been talking not about last night. You've been talking about. Uh, so, it you know I I agree. I think it was Bill that said you know talking about how the that first drive they they look great, and you're like oh wow they might beat the brakes off of this team. They went tempo. And the offense knew what they were doing. The line was able to block and and keep a clean pocket for the most part. And once that drive ended, and it was like, all right, guys, time to go back out there. Nobody knew what to do. And, you know, it, it, it was, you know, Carson making bad decisions with where to go with the ball. Or it was uh, Opeta just being like, oh, you want to you wanna go talk to the quarterback? That's cool, bro. Just, just. It's cool. Just run right by me. You know, it, it, I mean, there were so many plays in that from the, the second into the third, the third quarter where there was practically free rushers running from the middle of the line, you know, ball hits Carson in the hands from the snap. He picks his head up, starts looking at the field and there's a guy in his face already. It's, and, and you can, you can say, and a lot of that is coaching and scheme because they knew they were they were dealing with an offensive line that's basically like third and fourth stringers right now. So that's problematic. So keep doing what you were doing with your with your scripted plays where you were going tempo, you were moving Carson around, you were getting him away from the 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 rushers. And for most of that game, it was just like, now we're just gonna, you know, try to run it for two yards. And um Hopefully the line can hold up and somebody can get separation. And it's that, it's that the other thing is it's that same problem that the only guy that can really get separation on this team consistently is Fulgham. And now he's starting to, now that he's put on tape like week after week after week that he's looks like he's a player defenses are like, all right, we're going to key on him. And that's all we've got now because Ertz is hurt. Goddard's hurt. Deshaun is hurt. Alshon's hurt. Rager's hurt. Like, what I mean, what was this, the stat that I sent earlier? It was 17 guys that are on IR or hurt bad enough that they can't play right now. So, I mean, that's ridiculous. I, I mean, I don't feel like that happens to any other team, shit like that. So, I mean, it's great that they showed guts and they were able to rally, but it's getting annoying that it takes being down by 10 points before Doug pulls his head out of his ass and you know, him and Carson can get on the same page with what they're trying to do and they can start playing better. And the, the other thing is, is it's absolutely infuriating right now with uh, Jalen hurts because every, every game that goes by, it's proving more and more and more and more that it was a wasted pick because right now they're doing, they're running the same two zone plays and Defenses at this point, the Giants knew exactly when they brought when they brought Hurts out. The defense knew exactly what he was going to do. So if you're going to continue to to try to justify this pick instead of grabbing a guy that could be playing and helping the team win, if if you're going to keep justifying trying to justify this pick with playing time for him, then he needs to have more than two plays. And and like that's that that's it. Like if if they can't figure this out then he needs to stay on the bench and you need to keep Wentz out there. But 
with, with like the five coordinators that Doug has, it's in it's embarrassing that none of these assholes can figure out a fucking play. Because I was a huge I'm a huge Alabama fan. I saw a lot of a lot of Jalen Hurts. The kid can run and he's got a he's got an arm and a half on him. And the the fact that they're they're running the same two stupid plays every single time is is just beyond frustrating. So I'm I'm happy that they showed guts and you know it's another week of Carson getting his fucking ass kicked. And that's like the other thing is the line's got to get healthy soon because I don't know who I don't know there are many quarterbacks that are going to be able to survive a season with the with the hits that he's getting like week after week after week after week after truth, week. Truth, truth. So I mean, you, you had Joe Buck and and uh, Aikman, you know, comment numerous times about that last night. So yeah. but, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's great that they that they showed some guts and and bounced back. And, and, you know, the, the one thing, Jesse, to build on the, the whole guts bouncing back, you know, we're so impressed that, you know, this team showing fight and that we're, you know, down 10 points and we can find a way to win. Yeah, I'd like to see them do that, you know, you know, November 30th against the Seahawks or December 6th against the Packers or December 20th against the Cardinals, like a real football team, yeah. not a joke I mean, franchise like the like yeah. the New York Giants. In and the NFC least. And can like, we cut Nickel Robbie Coleman? You can we cut him today? I don't I don't care for as a if there's a practice squad guy taking his spot. The the effort that he put into tracking down Daniel fucking Jones on that play was, on. was embarrassing. Yeah. It was <laughs> embarrassing. He should be cut for that. He should be cut. Yeah, if a, if a cornerback can't cut did if you're if you're if you're starting slot if you're slot cornerback can't catch a quarterback that's a problem that's a problem like I mean, the minute he got by him he was just like no nah, i'm putting it back down in the third gear he, he like let him go Jalen mills is getting close a little bit but i mean if, if, if daniel didn't trip he i mean he, he he's in the end zone for sure yeah i mean but you know yeah i agree like the fact that nobody could track him down just shows the lack of team speed we have on defense i mean i mean well, I, I think Daniel jones is athletic and, and somewhat like agile but I would not say he's fast. Like, I don't think he's running a impressive forty time. No. And, and one of the one of the beat guys, I forget who it was, brought up that every big play the Giants scored, every single one of them, was the first or second play of the start of a new of the new series for first down. It was first down on every every like, big play was for was a first down on the start of a new series. So which showed that, lack of focus. Not only lack of focus, lack, lack lack of coaching. Like it, it at some point, it's the the coach. Somebody has to to have responsibility for what's going on. You know, it, it's either the coach has to get fired or guys lose their starting spot and get benched. Like something has to be done, or because it's the same shit over and over and over and over and over again, and there's never any repercussions. It's it's a fucking country club right now. But here's the thing, Jesse. We, we, we keep squeaking out wins and we keep winning that stuff that you're talking about, the benching, the firing, things that probably, you know, for some people in this organization at this point, you know, there's, there's a valid argument for it, but we're still winning. So I don't see that happening anytime soon, you know, um, I don't know, guys. Like, you know, if 
you know, we go back to a win's a win and, and all that stuff. But, like, last night, if if the Eagles w- were really going to show me that they were growing and building upon, you know, things that, you know, they were they've, – they've endured in weeks past in these in – these, in these comeback wins and stuff. And if they're really a good team and they're really better than anyone else in the NFC East, I would have liked to have seen them maybe beat the Giants, I don't know, the way the Steelers did, 26-16, to 16, or the Rams, you know, looking like a decent uh, squad this year, 17-9. to 9. The 49ers blowing their doors off 36-9. Like, that's what, like, decent teams to very good teams in the NFL – you know, due to, you know, shitty well, I, teams. I think if you if you look at the... Well, we're first, right there with the Cowboys, you know, edging out a win against the Giants, 37-34. to 34. Or the Giants edging out a win against the Washington football team, 20-19. to 19. I mean, that's... We're right there. I mean, the Bears, not a very good team, you know. Shout out to Nick Foles, much love. But 17-13, to 13, like... Like, Bears have a hell of a defense, though. It's just, you know, good teams just take advantage of, like, the position, that, the opportunities that they had, like, last night. And, like, just you, mangle those dudes, man. You, you like, can't pour have, it on. You can't have mediocre quarterback play for three quarters. I, I'll, I'll back that up. Let's say mediocre. Your Your franchise quarterback can't make the – your 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 franchise fifth year quarterback cannot be making decisions that he makes in the first, second, or third quarter, and then get to the position where you're down two scores and expect every game to be able to come back in the last six minutes of the game. It's it's just not feasible. It goes yeah. back to what you're saying, Matt. Like put together a full four quarters of football, and you'll you'll see the results. To your point, like we left. You know, how many times did we leave three points on the board, either from a, a pick or a, a missed field goal or, you know, a drive that, you know, ended on a turnover on downs because we couldn't get it in the touchdown. It couldn't get in there. So, like, you look at that and you go, okay, we won the game, what, 22 to, what was it? 21, 22 so, like, 21. You think about that, like, one touchdown and a field goal there, you're, you're, you're talking about, like, you know those those games you just listed off with those those scores. Yep. We're in that we're in that realm, and and that yep. goes down to the point that I was trying to make earlier about you know you just got to be consistent. You got to be consistent. Carson Wentz has to be more consistent of a of a quarterback. It's and just that's the one thing that just drove me nuts last night, John. Like to your points, like you're talking about these. You know, I think we had fought, we were in the red zone five times. We only came away with ten points. Yeah. Like that sucks. Like, it's not, and when you're when you're doing things, you know, again, you know, when you're do, when you're making decisions where you're taking sacks or you're just heaving a ball up because you scrambled twenty yards behind and you're you're trying to make a play, like that's where I like I get frustrated the most about Carson when he when it's not so much that he's like, I get it, that guy a guy like that's going to overthrow a ball here and there or throw a ball in the dirt. I get it. Everyone does it. Okay. Yeah. But when you're scrambling and just scared for your life and throwing a ball into throwing the ball cover, across the field, it's just, it's like you would never see Tom Brady do that. And I know where you, I use him as like the pedestal, which is is a bad thing. But like even Aaron Rodgers, he'll know if the ball's not there, the play isn't there. He throws it into the stands. Like, and those are the things that 
just irk me that like it goes back to like Michael Vick when he wouldn't slide. Like, you know, oh. if you if you if you slide, like you know, a, a lot less shit will happen. You know, yeah. But it's it's it just a very frustrating then like, watching him and watching the decisions that he makes because I think he can be a good player. I really do. It's just I don't know what's going on in his head where he either gets rattled or he sees the pocket collapse and he just freaks out or what. But I'll tell you what, on that throw to Boston Scott, he was tunnel vision. You watch him. He was either going to take a sack or he stepped up. There were guys around him and he just he, he drilled it. Now, if we could get that mindset in the first, second, third quarter, I mean, magic. Magic could happen. I mean, I, I think it's – I think – it's you're right like some of this has to go on Carson but I think I I can't help at at this point start to think that you know it you know Doug's scheme just is putting him in these these positions to just get smashed and like repeatedly and it's just they got to figure it out like Jesse said man like we can't take three quarters to all of a sudden, like, start figuring shit out. Like, we need we need to be making adjustments by the end of the first quarter, like, like good teams do. 2017 Doug doesn't call – now, granted, 2017 Doug didn't have to deal with 17 injured players. Right. But 2017 Doug doesn't call a fade into the end zone to a guy you just signed who literally is playing his first game for the team. Like, 2017 Doug doesn't do that. 2020 Doug looks like the dumb kid in a group project that took that gets to take all the credit. You know, he looks like year he looks like year one. 2017. He looks like year one Doug. Remember year one Doug? How bad that he looked. He's like regressing back to that. I agree that the but the Bucker, excuse me, the the Butler, Akeem Butler throw or play call was questionable. However, when he lined up outside, nobody was on him. It's amazing why again. Carson couldn't just snap and throw, but I, agree. I you know, I'm not, I'm not like, I don't know the, like, is ever had to be set for a second or two, but like there was a guy had to go over there to, to cover him. And he yeah, was, I think he was Doug kind of commented that we took too long to hike the fucking ball and it caused yeah. us six. And he yeah, does he, said it without saying it, that yeah, the stat sheet looked good, but Carson Mercy had a couple plays back that being yeah. one of them. Once you see there's nobody out there, you hike the fucking ball. Like you just like, Yep, should have just hiked it, thrown, and 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 boom, and maybe maybe we oh, have a different conversation. Flag for not being set. Oh well, oh well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you it goes back to that punt play with the Giants, and I mean, and, and that's why, like, you know, we we've had. I woke up this morning to some conversations, and I don't know if this is a good segue to to what I was trying to talk to you guys about, but I woke up this the morning. New, the new segment that we're going to have on Forfeit. The new the new segment. We'll see how think- it goes. I was thinking the same thing. I think we're getting there. I think this is the proper spot to 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 cue it up, John. You want so to cue I, it up I, now? I, yeah, I had some. I had some conversation. Well, I, I put it this way: I woke up this morning to my name being thrown out on Twitter by a few certain individuals. One certain individual is on this podcast. I won't name his name, Jesse Lorenz. But um, I was there was no slander. I was slander. I was. Throwing yeah. shade on the interwebs. So this is how the Mathers mashup started began. I, I woke up this morning to a for, to a mention on Twitter that I um that I was surprised by, and then I started to get a little surprised bit surprised by it. Yeah, I was a little surprised. I was a little surprised you would bring me up on Twitter, but that's fine. By a first name, by the way. I didn't but, at you. 
That's, I, mean, I wish you should have. I would have gotten more of an alert about it. But anyway. Um, so How did you find out about it, John? I was scrolling, and of course, Jesse's response comes to the top of the feed. Uh-huh. And it's a conversation between him and a, and, a, and a fellow friend. Shout out to Justin Winheim. And uh, I got – I friend get a uh, friend of the pod. So I, I get mentioned in it uh, indirectly. And I'm like, I, I made a response. The, 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 the tweet, the tweet, I'll read the tweet. Let me read the tweet. Cause I think it, I think it, it, it puts context into what I'm sort of um, about to I say here. Trying to, trying to build up to, I love how, I love how there's an origin behind the, the, um, the, the development of this, this new segment that we're going to have. Going into yeah. shit quick, so it needs to get turned around. <laughs> wow! Wow! What did you say? Bill throwing shade. He said you're doing a you're doing a mediocre to shitty job. Oh, all right. Well, well fuck it, seg- Jesse. Just tell him what your, your tweet was since you have it. I no, I. Oh, it's going. To oh shit. God, here we go. <laughs> you know these guys are on Twitter, like. 26 out of the 24 hours of the day, and not these marmalukes can't right. remember. What here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So I get tweeted at this tweet at this morning. Um, uh, Justin Winheim talks about no offensive line, no receiver, tight end help, a coach whose play calling should have single-handedly cost the game, and Wentz wins again. Funny how that goes. Guess the haters will simmer down for 10 days now. Sigh. This really isn't that hard. Shout out to Justin Winheim. Let me uh, read his tweet on there. And then Jesse responds back, not a chance they calm down with the hate, which then Justin replies, I will never understand from sports fans I respect too. What do they watch that we don't? And I get a response from Jesse the Ren saying, ask John with the eye emojis. So I knew that was attacking on me. So again, I've had these conversations with Justin Winheim back and forth before and he replied back, "Oh, you and I know what I was re- who I was referencing. Meaning, obviously, he's re- referencing someone like me. But it's yes. more than him. You can love Foles and realize Carson is better." And I responded, "I guess we will ignore his 3.75 quarters of inaccuracy and bad decision making. He did a great job on those last two drives, but where that where was that confidence the rest of the game? He is an inc- he is inconsistent in his play, and that basically my response to him was." You know, tune in tonight to uh, to go. I'll go through the plays and 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 I went literally for the last half hour before our 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 pod here. I went on and watched the game and I wrote down the plays that I thought objectively were that's, were. That's the, that, that's, were that's, the R, you, that's the R and D. That's the R and D that that it takes to. Yes, to have I'll, your I'll, let me re- let me respond to his response after I mentioned that he said this is where you lose me. Three point seven five just isn't objective. He made a terrible decision to throw a ball to Hightower and to throw to him versus Bradbury. But the dude broke off his route and shouldn't be on the field. I saw two overthrows uh, slash low ones. Which quarter? Which quarterbacks don't do that? Full sure does. Fine. Fair, 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 um, fair tweet. Fine. But when you go back and you look at the game and you go back to the decisions that he made, I wrote them down. So here we go. Mathers breakdowns. So without further ado – the debut of <laughs> Mathers mashups, and you can follow along, or you, I don't have timestamps exactly, but Where's I'll. Your intro song. Oh, shut up, Bill. Hey, you work. <laughs> <laughs> that's Man, that's the intro song. Shut the up. Segment's off to a great start. 
so first quarter, uh, we're, on a, we're, on a, we're on a good tear here in the first series. Uh, it was a first and 10 throw to Fulgham, went completely over his head. There, that goes back to the overthrows of, of, that I think Justin was, was sort of mentioning there. In the same series, there was a third and nine play. Uh, Wentz takes a sack, um, which was deep, deep into our, our territory, which then we punted from our own end zone, which basically set up the Golden Tate touchdown. So took a bad sack on third and nine, puts our team back deep, punt, ends into the Golden Tate touchdown. Next series, I don't know if you guys remember this, but he got an intentional grounding. He threw up to the sideline. That basically made that drive turn into a, a second and 26, and that ended up in a field goal, so he did get points. But again, you can't take intentional groundings like that. you got to be able to either dump the ball closer to a receiver or you got to get a guy, or if there's a, a running back in the area, throw it at his legs, okay? John, there was nobody there. You know that. That play, the line let him through. Like and he did the, Pee-wee football, right, John? He did the best football. he could trying to get rid of the ball in that situation. If you're getting top five money, I hope you have a top five arm and you can throw it farther than the line of scrimmage. Anyway, we'll go to a third series. And that could be contender. Hold all comments at the end of the segment. We, we can contend them. That's fine. Again, these are my opinions. Third series, first and 10, he scrambles to avoid a sack. If you remember this one, this is the one where he curls back and runs about 20 yards back, yes. and he th- nearly throws the interception. Okay, yes. That's a bad decision. I'm, I'm, again, that's something a fifth-year top-five quarterback doesn't make. You throw the ball away. I've been, I've been stamping my feet like a, like, a, like a hungry person at a cafeteria trying to get food about him not throwing the ball away. He's got to do more of that. Same series. It's a third and five. It was complete to Ward. But as Bill Roeder pointed out in the text message, I went back and re-looked at it again. Deshaun Jackson's at the top of the screen with his hand up, wide open. In the, wide open. Touchdown. Easy, hand zone. easy seven points. Exactly right. Walk into the he end zone. He didn't throw it to Deshaun because he was injured. No, he was already injured. He wasn't. We didn't know it. We <laughs> didn't that, know it yet, but he was injured. But Matt, that goes back to your point. That that's there's seven right there. There's yep. seven. Okay. Yep. So he throws the he throws to Greg Ward. That is a first down to Greg Ward, right? That first and ten, he, he he's under rush. He flicks the ball. He, he he basically like shovel passes it to the back of of Jason Croom's back while he his knee was down. Again, something he shouldn't do. If he's going to take a sack, hold the ball with two hands, go down on the ground. Don't try to force some shit because if you watch Krim on the play, he went to kind of pin it on his back. And if he would have caught it and got tackled, he would have got, excuse me, he would have got blown up and probably a fumble. Same series, second and 15, because he took the sack. He spins out, he moves and throws in the double coverage. Play, play, play ends. He had a great fourth series. After that, it, it was it was it was great. I mean, we didn't get points, but it was okay. It wasn't you know anything to write home about. In the fifth series, this was the end of the second quarter after the fumble. If you remember, back of the end zone, coming across the back left side of the end zone, uh, Fulgham is streaking, misses that throw, throws it out of bounds, throws it like past the pylon, nowhere where 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 Fulgham could get it, but out of the back of the end zone. We then push now to the third quarter. First series, second and 10, throws the ball over Huntley's head, wide open in the flat, probably could have got 10 to 12 yards on that play. 
That that series ended in a punt. Second series into the third quarter, uh, third and nine, through to the sideline with to Ward, a missed pass. I did put he was under pressure on that, but that ball should have been out much earlier, and Ward was open on the at the sideline. Um, third series of the third quarter, it was a turnover on downs. Um, we could argue whether play calling was that on that or not. Um, on the fourth series, um, we're going into the fourth quarter. First and 10 pass nearly picked when he threw it to Fulgham. Um, I believe as a linebacker, it's put his, it was, put his arm out and tipped the ball. Um, but just, a, just not a good throw. Um, and then the one thing I wanted to note in here that that we sort of talked about on our text message chain was about the two, the twenty-one for sixteen. We were the score was twenty-one sixteen. We were going to go for two. I know Matt was against going for two there, but the math says you got to go for two there because it puts it you know a field goal field goal game, um, and that's it. That's all I got. I say so, I vote. Very good job, job John. Great thank breakdown you. analysis. But I think we've got the wrong name for this segment. Uh-oh. And I'm, I'm going to just pardon the pun, but I think it's it, 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 it has to be called something along the lines of, like, crucifying Carson. <laughs> yeah, because instead there, of, instead of was, Mather's mashups. There was, like, and there was no mashing up of, of any plays. It was all – it was just yeah, crucifying, like, crucifying Carson. Carson. I love it. I mean, <laughs> at least when, like – when there's like a baldy breakdown, because I saw the one today, like he was like, Opeta's got to do better there. Melada's got to do better there. You know, Opeta's got to do better there. And then it'll be like, Oh, sorry, I didn't know my video. I sorry, I didn't know my video. I couldn't circle things, but okay. But, but then it's like, but then he'd be like, Carson needs to get better there. Carson needs to get better there. Opeta needs to get better there. Like, at least he's like spreading the beating around where okay. John is just like, he sucks, he sucks, he sucks, he Jesse, sucks, he sucks. Jesse, it, Jesse it, it, here's the problem. The first nail, the first nail into the hand. Nah, ah. come on, come on. If you, go, like I said, if I wouldn't have spent the 30 minutes to go through the entire game and fast forward through everything, I didn't look at the defense. I looked at strictly the offense. Do, does a fifty? Listen to me. Does a top five offense? Does there a well? Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I understand that, but like, I, I can't fault Huntley for being wide open and the ball soaring over his head. Like, I can't fault him that. Okay, he's a rookie, but still, like, I mean, what, should he grow seven inches and get elastic arms and catch them all? Like, when you go and look back at it, and I can even do deeper dives of like the field position. There is where you lose points. So. Again, like when you're leaving points and making bad decisions, a sack or a a, a intentional grounding or um, you know a, a backup into the end zone affects so much more than than what we're doing. I'm not just sitting there like just crucify him. My my point here is to say like he's not perfect. No, he's nor not. Do we, nor do we expect him to be perfect. But a fifth year guy making the money he's making should not be making decisions he's making, and that's a problem. And whether yeah, that's like, whether that whether you want to argue that that's coaching, or whether you want to argue that that's play calling, or whether you want to argue that he has the yips, I'm I'm all to, to have the discussion. But a fifth year player making top five money should not be making the the I don't want to say bonehead play the bonehead decisions, but very questionable like like decisions. I think it's it's very they're very questionable, and it's the yeah. same things we've all been harping on. 
We've all been saying he needs to get more accurate. We all say he's got to have better decision-making. You know, all, you know the, la- the first three games of the season, you know, he didn't play well. And then incrementally he started to get better. And the, the, the last game, not the Giants game, the, the game before that, he, he did play, play well. And then, you know, you need to see that. I expected to see that, you know, after the first series of the, this game, this Giants game, I expect to see two, three, four, five more series of consistent play. And it, and it, and it doesn't happen. And that's where I, I, I question his, um, I don't want to say question his talent, but I want to, I just question his decision-making. He definitely has talent. The guy, the guy threw a bullet. I mean, he threw a bullet to Scott. I just need more of that consistently. And I'd, and I'd be a much more happier fan. And I don't think anyone disagrees with you um, to, to some extent, but I said it earlier. I'm going to say it again. I, the more and more, you know, this season goes on and the more and more we're, we're, you know, we're chalking things up to inconsistency. I, I really do think it boils down to Doug's scheme in some way. I mean, put your quarterback in the position to perform to his strengths, you know, get the matchups right. And, and to, to Matt's point, John, like, yeah, there were some throws that he, he shouldn't have made. And they're but, all going to, but all Jesse, you're right. And, and, and all quarterbacks, are, they're going to miss throws, right? But I mean, how many quarterbacks are dealing with an entire line beyond their center that are third and fourth string guys? Nobody. But, but nobody I, I, on okay. nobody. Like it's it's nobody. That's the answer. And <laughs> and the, the next part is how many quarterbacks could excel and be able to play as good as they normally do behind that line? And the answer is maybe like. Russell Wilson and like Patrick Mahomes and Lamar, like maybe those three, that's about it. Well, you named three, you named three mobile quarterbacks. Yeah. But that's my point. He's mobile. The, the, the list is mobile. (laughs) John, the list is like two or three guys that, that would be able to still maybe be successful behind that. There's not 10 guys. There's not 15 guys. It's when they roll out. Jesse, yeah, your point, when they roll Carson out, statistically, he's, he's the stronger. best quarterback in the so league. where is it, Doug? Oh, where is it? You can't, you can't have, you know, 10 series in a game and every play he's getting rolled out. It's just, it's no, just not, not every play, but, like, do it sometimes. Like, well, at some point. I think, he's, I think he's a little overzealous sometimes, and he gets – the pocket collapses, and he – spins and 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 gets freaked well, out and and an o-line a third string uh a, an o-line a third a third string o-line the pocket's gonna collapse so you gotta figure it out like you gotta figure it out i mean i don't d- care like like carson is not the only one getting paid millions and millions of dollars on this team i mean doug doug takes home a, a hefty paycheck i'm sure all his coaches do figure the fuck out man this is Listen, your job you got one I'm, fucking job you know, there was a lot of complaining on this podcast about Nate Herbig, Jack Driscoll in the first couple games. I haven't heard their name talked about as much. I mean, Jordan Maialata, for as much shit as uh, some people here talked about Jordan Maialata, he's actually turned into maybe a player. So, okay, Jason Kelsey played great except for the one penalty that cost him at the end of the game, which sucked. That's a bad penalty for a, for a, for a, uh, a talented uh, veteran. Um, veteran player. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Lane Johnson gets hurt. He's a warrior. Okay. And then I understand the Apeta thing. Fine. 
Um, but Pryor got that was a shitty situation. I'm not making excuses for Pryor, but he's on the COVID list. You know, it was a short week. You know, okay, like shit happens, but like it's adversity. Like I, I'm not going to sit here and kill one guy on the offensive line for it. Like there's there's other guys. I get it, but like, come on, like you watch the plays, watch the game, and you'll see that he 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 does make decisions that will will boggle your mind. Oh yeah, yeah. but, but no my doubt, my no point doubt. is how many of those decisions are directly influenced by. You know, he gets the ball and it's like, oh, shit. He doesn't even get a, a, a chance to get through his first read before he's got two guys bearing down on him, play after play after play after play. And explain and, to me how a guy like Lamar and Patrick Mahomes will do it, but they'll sidearm it or they'll jump and throw the ball or they'll figure it out. And that's what I mean. Like, there are guys out there that do take pass rush and do make plays. Like, there are guys that do that. He's just not doing it. <laughs> John, you you've talked about two of the you the 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 two examples you used are two of the best quarterbacks in the league. Well, again, not getting paid like a top five quarterback. You're you're missing the point. It's it's not like there's like ten or fifteen guys that can do it, and you know Carson sucks because he can't. There's like yeah, two guys. There's that also might be guys, to, There's also guys on the Chiefs and the Ravens that he's throwing to that can get. You know, there's more than one guy that can get separation on their. And John, offense. like, listen, listen our, our, our guys. Go ahead. Sorry. The the other big problem is nobody can get open on this team other than Fulgham. Like that's, that, that, is, that and is Rogers that is, and Rogers that is false and Rogers false. That is not a true statement. Watch the first series. D Jack was open the whole first series. That's why he got fed the ball. Mm-hmm. Greg and Ward. Then, Greg Ward was open. He got fed the ball. Yeah, and then after that first series, they. The Giants' defense the clamped series, down on that. The first series is okay. like, well, well, those guy. How about Hightower? He was open for the long bomb. Like that's what I mean. Like, you look at the game and you're like, oh, oh you shit on the fucking receivers. And it's like, the receivers like are open. Fulgham's open in the back of that end zone. He's absolutely open in the back of that end zone. Absolutely. John, there were, the other, there were the other throw to the right corner. That was a great throw by Wentz. Fulgham would have been out of bounds if he would have caught the ball, but it went through his hands. Okay, but. Like there were there were a bunch of plays that even Aikman's like he got sacks he got a sack on it and he's like and, and Aikman's like nobody's open like so when the announcers are saying nobody's and, getting open and that's he, listen problem. to him and he even says some of those decisions that Carson makes kind of baffling so it's like it's a seesaw it's like yeah. it's back and forth back and forth and what I'm saying is fifth year guy can't be making those can't be making those decisions like that can't be doing it I'm sorry. Sorry. Then what do you do? Then what's the answer, John? I, to be honest with you, I, I, I think it's got to be a little bit of coaching. And because when I say coaching, I, I'm to the point where, like you guys say, like maybe somebody should sit down for a little bit. And maybe if you start making some shitty throws, you, you take a series off. I don't know. But I that's, know, not, I, that's not coaching. That's it just. Is. It is coaching. It absolutely is. It's sit on the bench, think about it. And maybe the next time when you're in a decision like that, you'll actually, for example, you'll throw the ball away and not throw a pick because it's got to stop because, you know, we're two, four and one, and that's an issue. We need to win football games. John, that's not coaching. That's being a hard ass and benching a guy. No, it's not. That's coaching. It is. 
Coaching is you coach a player up so that they get better, so that you help them elevate their game. Coaching is not sit on the bench. And sometimes you need that coach to tell you to sit down for you to get your head out of your ass, Jesse. And that's what I'm saying. Sometimes you need that. What is Carson? Carson Wentz has been anointed the guy here. What has he earned? What has he earned since, since being the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles? He had one year where he played lights out. He got hurt. Then he's got a backup quarterback stepping in. And all of a sudden they're like, doors are back open for you. You're healthy and ready to go. And then he gets hurt again. What has he earned here except a, a $100 million paycheck? Has he earned the $100 million paycheck? Because I don't I mean, think he's earned it. He's basically just been given the keys of the castle and hasn't done anything. Well, and John, the one thing you point up is the one year that he was excellent, he had tremendous coaches that coached him up and got in his face when he made mistakes. And that's gone now. So, so if you're the Eagles, why don't you be like, maybe we need more of that. Let's get that back. Because when we had that, he played at an MVP level. When we have a guy that, he's, that, that they're like practically friends with, friends with each other, like, uh, what? You don't, I don't think that's- I, don't, I don't think that's the case. I don't think that he was coached up so much in 2017 that now in like 2020, he's like, well, I don't have the good coaching now, so I'm going to just like piss on it, and I'm just going to throw like Brett Favre and well, you know, throw John, in triple coverage. I just don't it, think that that's the case. It's not that. It might be that when he had better coaching – if they saw him regressing with his footwork or his mechanics, it was he's on the sideline and they're like, we're looking on the tablet. We need to correct this for the next series. Now I don't think that happens. I see him always on the sideline looking at the tablet. I don't see a lot of, you don't see anybody up his ass. Like when, when FIP and all, or when, when FIP, when, when Reich and all those guys were here, when Carson made a mistake in 2017, those guys were up his ass. In his face, up his ass, coaching him up. That's coaching. Just benching a guy to send a message is not coaching. I, it's I, not. I, I, I strongly disagree with that, but you know, that, I know I know that, that wouldn't happen in the NFL. But that what works on one type it's of person. Totally, I mean, why does it work on one type of person? Because it, there are certain players that need to be coached up that don't need to be humiliated. And if you that's humiliate not, them, maybe they start to play worse. And then that exaggerates the problem. And then you end up in a situation where if you've done something like that and it backfires, now you have a player that you can't trade and you have to eat $20 million of dead cat money. So that's a problem that could happen by benching a guy instead of coaching him up. I don't even think it's I don't even think it's he's not being coached good. I mean, it's simple. 2017, he had Alshon, he had Torrey Smith, he had Zach Gertz, he had Trey Burton, he had Jay Ajayi, he had Garrett Blunt, he had Corey Clement playing out of his mind. We were literally stacked on offense, and Carson did his job and put the ball in playmakers' hands. Now he's literally playing it's it's and and I and I don't I mean I listen to him, but I don't always agree with him, but Colin Colin Cowherd kind of bangs the Carson drum. If any other quarterback did what Carson was doing, it would be front page. This is unbelievable. This is the next next shining star of the NFL. Carson Wentz is winning NFL games with practice squad players. That is, and 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 you can say, you know, Brady didn't have all pro guys. Aaron Rodgers didn't. They had NFL receivers. These are not NFL receivers. Carson's elevating. Fogum was cut by the Lions. A Lions four win team. I mean, it, it's 
is did Carson play well as Cats gets QBR at fifty five point one? That's terrible. I mean, Daniel Jones was seventy five. I, I mean, guess Carson, the I guess the Lions have I can't uh, evaluate talent either like like we can like we can't. I mean I mean they I mean you know they're a little better situation at the receiver spot with Galladay and Marvin yeah Jones, yeah but still I mean Fogum's really showing something but I think I think with Carson yeah you know he's going to have those four or five plays and and uh, and and I agree he's not Brett Favre he's he has that kind of gunslinger in him a little bit which i can live with i agree 10 interceptions in tied for most of the nfl is unacceptable i mean that's that's bad um but at the same time i mean christ it's a, he he's got no help on the offensive side of the ball i mean he's got he i mean he had djax for one drive and what did he do he marched out and got seven and D, and it's it's so it's I guess the way I'm looking at it, it's yeah he's not playing you know he he's not the numbers aren't great and he's yes he's missing throws he's gonna miss throws, but I mean boy oh boy he he don't, he don't have much to throw I mean Richard Rogers was our leading yardage receiver yesterday Richard Rogers Richard Rogers thank you Bill thank our, you Bill it's what no, I've been saying the entire time well, like, that's God thank God we have a third stringer that's good. Well, that's, that's the thing. I mean, is like what I'm trying to like. What I'm starting to see is like our coaches have to just okay. Uh, our talent pool is not the best, right? But you gotta, you gotta find, you gotta find the the silver the silver lining in what you what what you're working with, and it's that's their job. Take what you have and. Make make lemonade out of out of the lem out of, out of lemons the best you can, and week after week. And to Jesse's point, do what you got to do. Coach these guys up, get in their face, psych them up to the point where you know you're 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 drilling this the same message into their head until you know they're blue in the face. But you know it's 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 repetition. It's consistency. It's game preparation. It's having plan B. If plan B doesn't work, what's plan C? You know, it's 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 putting together four quarters with the guys that you got. It's not waiting until we're down 10, 12 points in the fourth quarter. And then and then by the grace of God, you know, the ball bounces our way. It's not gonna it's not gonna happen against, you know, real deal teams that have their shit together. It's just not. And it's not going to happen in the playoffs. No, I mean, and I think the reality with the Eagles, too, and every year, the last two years in the seniors, I mean, we're kind of like like it was under Andy. Andy was a little, a little more steady, quicker. We seem to be just have that late season, season bug in us again to where, you know, we need to win the games now that we're supposed to. But, um, you know, I guess – uh, you're not going to get the Evan Ingram drops every game. You know, no, you're, just no, you're not. not. You know, but we're also not going to have Jake Elliott miss 29 yard field goals every game either. No, because I mean, he's not going to be on the team next well. week. Matt, so, he, but his he's oh, going yeah. to. His contract is so bad. If they cut him, it eats up almost all of the cap space that they need to roll into next year. Because so the so the problem is his cap hits like eight million dollars this year. So if you cut him. 
they're going to roll all – they've got a decent amount of cap space now, and it's going to roll into next year, and rolling that into next year might save a, a Fletcher Cox's roster spot. It might save a Brandon Grant. It might save somebody that we kind of need, but we might have to cut because of salary cap problems. So, like, the bad contract that was given to a kicker now, now makes it so they can't even get rid of him, so which they – we have to make sure we, we score touchdowns. I'm, I'm amazed by like the Jake Elliott hate too. I, I'm amazed by that. He's the oh, I am you amazed by the Jake Elliott hate. How, how, how good has he been prior to like, this is like, what, when has he missed like a really John game defying field goal? He's the 20 since the, since the, since his contract, since he got all of that money, how about his like career? Let's look at his career. Let's look at his oh, career. Jesus Christ. No. Who cares about the guy's career? Well, since we care about that. Up, John, care since about you are bringing up money and how much guys make. Since <laughs> I, signed, I don't give a fuck about 2017, 2018. Who gives Matt, a shit? <laughs> let me dunk on John. Since he signed his contract, because you love bringing up contracts. Guys don't earn them and everything else. Since he signed that contract, he's the 27th best kicker in football okay. not the 12th the 27th he's missed a lot of field goals so yeah that's a problem when you're not scoring points i will say and who's the best I'm kicker in the nfl i don't know not jake well. elliott <laughs> okay i would i i like jake but i'm gonna say this and not his defense Missing a 29-yard field goal, that's, like, bad. He like, didn't bad, just miss bad. it. He like, shanked it. Yeah, guy, and a guy shank kicks all the time. There's no, there's, no 100, there's no 100% field goal kickers in the league. Sorry to break it down. He's, get, he's getting paid. He's the Carson Wentz of, of field goal kickers. He got a $20 million deal, John. That's a lot of money for a kicker. You can't talk both out of both sides of your, of your mouth when you're going to bust Carson – for being a $100 million quarterback, making the, the, the mistakes he's I, making. And then Jake Elliott gets a pass because, you know, in, I, you know three, years, three a, years ago, he set a fucking Eagles record. Like, who gives a shit? So, John. I, um, I'm confused by that, though. What what am I giving a pass for? I mean, he's been a real My point is he stands for not for long. And okay, it, well, it stands for... Not for long for a for a variety of different. Okay, things. is he Car- Cody Parkey from the Bears, Matt? No, he's not. He's not Cody Parkey. He's not missing field goals like Cody Parkey was. No, he missed well, he missed Cody two Parkey field goals the in the last up. two games. At least Cody missed- Parkey hit the up, and that's with a tip. <laughs> okay, so I don't know, dude. Like I I don't I don't get why certain guys get a pass because not of get- what they've done two three years ago. He doesn't get like, a pass, but he he's no. generally a reliable kicker. <laughs> okay. I mean, we we don't we generally don't have a carousel of kickers like other teams do. He's been with this team for a while. He's generally a reliable picker, kicker. The coaching staff says they have no problems with him. All right. Well, John. So he's like, no, if this I, if we so lost this game if we lost so this game better. by three points, I'd be like, that, okay. That, that made that makes that makes the ball go through the uprights. John, so he, in 2018, he was 83.9%. 2019, he was 84.6%. Okay. What's, 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 uh, 
What's uh, Steven Goskowski's career? I don't. This I don't care about other teams. It's probably eighty six percent. I don't care about other teams. I don't care his, about other teams. His, I know, when you compare him, my point about is when you compare him to other year, field goals, his field goal percentage figures, this year I'm not is six point seven percent. Okay, you want to talk about other kickers? Rodrigo Blankenship has missed two, sixteen for eighteen. Joey Sly, sixteen for eighteen. Jason Sanders, fifteen of fifteen. Graham Gano, fifteen of sixteen. Young Hu Ku, 15 of 16. Randy Bullock, 15 of 17. Justin Tucker, 13 of 14. There's, you see what I'm, there's a lot of guys that yeah, missed one, the, missed one, missed one, missed one. Yeah. I have to go way <laughs> down the list to get to Jake Elliott at eight for 12. I have to go an awful long way down the list to get to guys that have missed four kicks already. Holy shit, check this out. This chick. Put two hundred and fifty thousand down on the Eagles to be up by three at halftime, and if he would have made that field goal, she would have made four hundred and eighty-eight thousand. But because he missed it, she lost. I, I, I shame, I, shame on her. For she put fucking betting that was she an Eagles fan? By, was she was she an Eagles fan? I don't know. It doesn't say, but all I know it's I would drive to Jake's house. I you know, I would slash all his tires every. Two hundred thirty thousand. I lost. Did you miss a twenty? Finkel laces out. Jake laces out. No, oh, I'm a big, know, Finkel, big Finkel fan. That hold on the twenty-nine yard shank couldn't have been further from laces out or laces in, for that matter. What a hell of an American! I need, need, need I don't know. There. I mean. I can't believe we're spending this much time arguing over a, a kicker, but I think it's just—I think everyone—I think it's it. The point, our point, is beyond the kicker. It's it's guys aren't performing to the level of the expectations. We hold our, this team, some of us, clearly to different standards, and it, it, you know what I saw last night. I'm. Great, great. I'm glad we won. I'm glad we won. We beat a bad team by one point. Like, I'm just saying, I, I, it's, it's not enough. It's not enough. Like, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna have, we're gonna, we're everyone's gonna be happy. We make the playoffs. We're gonna, they're gonna do just enough to keep everyone stringing along, and we're gonna. I fear that we're just gonna live in mediocrity. Just like the Sixers have for how many years? Just like the Flyers have for how many years? Still, for how many years? Right? It's the same same shit that the Flyers fans are so frustrated about. They're, they've been stuck in mediocrity. They do just enough to bait you in. They do a, make a playoff, little playoff run here and there. They ultimately get eliminated, but they always leave you, you know, you know, with that hope of next year. And I'm, I'm fucking done with that shit. I am done. Philly sports has to show me something. And, you know, prove me wrong, Doug. Prove me wrong, Carson. Prove me wrong, Philadelphia Eagles. I hope you do. I hope, you know, nine weeks from now or however fucking long it is for the rest of the season, I hope I'm eating so much crow that – 
I almost choked to death on it. I do. Because I bleed green. I will always bleed green. But at the end of the day, man, just like just like with the Sixers, just with the Flyers and the Phillies, show me. I'm not I'm not impressed until you give me something to really be impressed with. Well, well I want um I, I want Carson Wentz to get valuable playoff experience. So that's my that's my goal at two four and one being in the lead of the division, knowing that the division is kind of shitty. I look forward to hopefully he getting playoff experience because that's the only way that this team is going to go anywhere in the next two years if he's still on this team. So shame on me for wanting that. But again, like we could, we could sit here and say, you know, I could be commissioner or, or mayor of Negadelphia, Jesse Lorenz and want to fire everybody. But <laughs> I, I just feel like that goes absolutely nowhere. If you're going to sit here and be like, I think we should just tank the season and piss off and you know, whatever. I just think that I don't want to tank any it, season, John. If we, I don't want to tank any season. I, I want, I want our teams to live up to the hype that they spoon feed us and shove down our fucking throats every year. Every year we're Super Bowl bound, right? I, I, well, I think that, I think the way that you might every look at every year, every year we're division leaders. Every year we're gonna, we're gonna make noise. You know, we're, you know, we're the hot team to watch, right? I, I don't agree Fucking with I, this year. Shit. This year we weren't really that way. I don't think. Uh, Dallas no, we weren't this year. this year. I think Dallas. Dallas was the Dallas was the team to what was the hot shit. I mean, they look at their receiving core, healthy. You know, Dak, Zeke. I mean, that team on paper was, you know, just chalk them up to be in the Super Bowl. Um, and I think they were they were over uh, overhyped. I don't think we're overhyped by any any means. I think again, it's a. You after the way one year, one year, one year, great. Everybody that I saw had us between seven and nine, and nine and seven. Like the league knew that this team wasn't that talented. Like, and I think the league still not sold on Carson Wentz. I think there's some guys that like Carson. I think some guys think he's. I a think bust. I think it's because they knew we were hurt going into the season. Yeah, if, I mean, if that was if that wasn't the case. It would have been Super Bowl talk like every other year. I'm sick of it. We need to start looking at this town and these teams the way they are until they prove us otherwise. But with that said, I'm going to tune in every Sunday with, with my... Brian Westbrook throwback jersey on, bleeding green. I miss Brian Westbrook. Don't we all, Bill? I was, I was excited. I, I think this, yeah, I think this team's gonna win some games. It's gonna, they're gonna be fun. I, I, I believe in Carson. At least he, at least he has that fire back where he's, he's ready to win football games. He needs some help doing it. Doug, from the players, from himself. He's I don't his own know. Enemy sometimes. He's own. He's his own worst enemy sometimes. And, I don't. And if he can control that and realize when it's second and 
second and four, throw it away. Third and four is not the end of the world. You know, don't try to scramble. Make it third and 17. Get out of it. That happened against the Bengals, the one drive. It was like second and six. And he tried to do the, the running back scramble, and he lost like 16 yards, and we lost the field goal be that drive. And it's like he's got to just know the game parameters a little better. But I don't know. I think, you know, if we could beat the Cowboys, and we'll talk more about that next episode, we'll, you know, we'll dive into maybe the game script for the Cowboys. But we go into the bye week three and four and one, you know, I'd, be feel, I'd feel okay. I'd feel a little okay. Yeah. I mean, these next two games are, are, I think, super important just for... We need, we need the next two games. We need the next two games. I, I mean, mean I, I, honestly, I, I think that... Um, I, I'll put it out there. I think the Dallas game is the biggest game of, of, this, of this season. Because yeah, if you can... That game, we're one-on-one in the division. Yep. We, like, we need to kind of win three, four games in a row. Because, I mean, we're going to run, run into some tough teams when we play, obviously. Uh, the Seahawks and you know some other teams, but the Cal, you know, with with Andy Dalton back there and that O line might be worse off than the Eagles O line. Like our our D line should literally be eating Andy Dalton's lunch the whole game. I mean, it should oh. literally be, um, you know, it should literally be they can't they can't get anything going on offense and their defense, you know. Although they get Sean Lee back, and he's kind of their defensive leader, so I think the, you know we can't just assume Dallas is going to be a pushover game because he 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 he's there he's their team leader for sure, and he, he comes back from this week, so it's you know everyone's already chucked up the Cowboys is done, so any given Sunday they get paid a lot of money to produce too, so and, you know so we all like we said we tune in and go birds. Oh, you can't say that. That's trademarks. <laughs> I said it's. I, I know it sounded, it sounded like "Go Birds?" Question. Go Birds? Question mark. Yeah, I did feel. I feel weird even saying it. Jesse might have to. Yeah. Have to go out to the Eagles. Maybe listen. If and you want to go Birds? We gotta get a piece of it. Matt, speaking of comebacks, you know what's coming? What what forfeit podcast has to announce? Something oh. else is coming back next week. Breaking news. Breaking wow. news. Wow. Cigar Corner. We, we, would like, we would like it to come back. We would it's, like it to come back. I, 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 think, I think it's only fair that we, <laughs> that, we put it to, that we put it to a vote amongst podcasters. Jesse, only if you promise to only bring mediocre, mediocre cigars. Only smoke mediocre cigars like What's a mediocre sweets? quarterback. You need to, your well, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll just pick cigars like our shitty GM picks players. So <laughs> this is how we do it. Jesse, it could come back, but you need to you need to review a white owl, oh. and, and, and you have to smoke it in indoors in, studio. in, in, studio. in your office in the studio, <laughs> and you have to give us a. A play-by-play every, with every drag, what you're experiencing. So not only do you want me to get a divorce, you want hey, me to get a divorce. You want me to get a divorce smoking one of those things. I mean, that's your house too. Hey, that's your I house mean, too. Listen, these are the terms. You either agree to it, or you know, I don't know. We shall do it for a divorce and black lung. <laughs> okay, a black and mild. Okay. Oh. Oh my um, God! A black and mild. 
Oh, you'll be fine. Well, pair that with a nice bourbon, you'll be fine. Listen, we don't have to – listen, Jesse, the review doesn't have to be good all the time. You can smoke a black and mild and tell us how bad yeah. it is. You can, you can you know, three-quarters of the time play really crappy and do reviews, but then this. <laughs> uh, there it is. God, that, last, that last third – <laughs> money <laughs> i could be outside enjoying a cigar right now uh, it's, it's, it's okay we're we're wrapping it up here i think so look it's i like down. to get i like to get into kickers more actually listen it's dallas <laughs> right it's dallas week. it is dallas week yes i predict an ugly shitty football game again <laughs> but, but john you're gonna love it jake elliott for the win, <laughs> totally redeem himself. <laughs> but he, but he hits it off an upright and it goes in. That's okay, as long as it goes in, right? So I, I've got the birds twenty four twenty one with the Jake Elliott boot at the end. I didn't think we were doing predictions this episode. Yeah, I know, I know, but. I know, but you called an you audible. Know. Called an audible, listen, you know. Listen, listen. My prediction on Tuesday might be totally different, but that's what I'm feeling right now. That's good. Yeah, that's that, that, that's right. That's, that's right. Lay the groundwork for everybody. And hey, get, get, get the date. The date. The date on that on that Sunday is eleven one 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 one. That's a very good, very good omen to go into a football game to go into anything with. So, my money's on the birds. Absolutely. Dallas sucks. Dallas could have Tom Brady and uh, the entire Chiefs offensive weapons, and I would still say Dallas sucks. Jesse? Go, birds.